Hi everyone, it's Buck here. Um, just a quick apology for you all. We've got not the best sound quality on this particular episode. It looked like a couple of mics were peaking at times, and uh, we're working on that to try and make it sound better for you in the future. But in the meantime, please enjoy episode 10 of VR Souls. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of VR Souls, the fortnightly podcast where we talk about VR and all the other bollocks that we get up to. So you've got me, Buck3131, and we're joined by a regular team of VR Souls. So we have Bowl. How are you, sir? I'm tired, hot, bored, uh... Uh, but I don't have COVID, so that's all good. Okay, every cloud, <laughs> isn't it? That's, that's very good. Have you been actually tested? No. So, you know... Totally so no like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's totally no testing in Sweden at all, so it's um, probably not going to happen at any point. You haven't even gone in lockdown, have you, in Sweden? Don't you just sell the silly belief? The language they're allowed to use, apparently, is that they recommend you to have social distancing and not travel more than two hours from your home and all that kind of stuff and from what i've heard the uh, like they can't use any more strict language without changing laws mm. so and the recommendations in this case means you really should not do the, the other things like you should really do this oh, okay but for the general public that's not evident because recommendations are just recommendations, and not, <laughs> you know, rules. So there's like, there's a divide in society now. People who understand that we should act according to recommendations, and the other half that's like, whatever, party. Yeah. <laughs> which, uh, which category do you fall into? I'm I'm in the I'm paranoid I'm staying inside I don't okay. anyone. <laughs> That's good. Well, we need you safe and we need you well so that you can be here with us every week. That's the only reason. Yay. It's just pure selfish reasons, really, that we want you. So we've also got Paul. <laughs> How is Paul? How have you been? I'm doing alright. Doing. I can't complain. Good. It's fine. Do you want to tell us about the COVID laws in your country, or should we not bother? Um. Uh, <laughs> It's probably weird. best. Probably best our people outside. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. And finally, we have the last but not least. Obviously, it's Doctor Oculus. How are you, sir? Hey, buddy. I am all good. Good to have you back. Thank you. Um, we missed you the. Well, well this, it, it was it, like a month ago. It's, well, the, the strange thing is, is it feels like we haven't been together for ages, but we all played together last week. So, but I didn't do the podcast the week before, so it doesn't feel like we've all been together. And the week before that, mm. not everyone joined the game there as well. So it was like a yeah, couple oh. of weeks consecutively <laughs> where we couldn't get everyone, um, apart from last week. So last week, we all played Tower Tag, um, yes. which I found out is actually like a big eSport thing in China. I can see that. Hmm. Mm. Um, Definitely. Sorry, I'm just making a dog's bed cushion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, I mean, I certainly, like, you can certainly get competitive in that game, and there's mm. definitely sort of tactics and things, uh, especially if you can play well as a team. Yeah. Or you could be us. Yes, I was just about to say, we, um, there was a lot of, can you move, please, wasn't there? Because we're trying to get to the next tower. Um, 
the technical issues we had were quite interesting. So, Paul and Doc, you had no issues at all. Game ran fine, streamed fine, all. none at all. But for myself and Bol, we were hitting like 17 to 30 frames a second, if that, sometimes. Yeah. And it was very strange. Now, I was running the stream with Mixed Reality, which, to be honest, the stream looked fine. And it, you know, it, all that seemed to be fine and looked like it was crisp and clean and smooth. But in my headset, it's just jittery as hell. And the interesting thing was the suggestion from the dev was up your super sampling to 400%. 400, yeah. And I thought that was a joke. I genuinely thought that was a joke. Um, and then. Before that? Mm. Did you have low pixel resolution? Because I had a really low resolution yes. game in the headset. Yes. Mm. Yeah. But what surprised me was, running it at 400, it looked a lot clearer and a lot sharper, but it still ran exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, there was no difference. No. But I also checked my performance, and the GPU was underutilized. Mm -hmm. The CPU wasn't saturated at all, so mm. there's something going on there. There is something else that we need to figure out what was going on. Um, interestingly, I have played that game without streaming, not had an issue. So it could be something to do with the codec or something. I don't know, but it was it was yeah, right because you were streaming in you were streaming using the GPU as your yes. codec, and I was streaming using CPU, mm. which is the either it's either that or mm -hmm. the fact that I was running it in the Oculus ecosystem, whereas you were running it. See, in, because well, no, because I was still running it in Steam. No, you're still Oculus. running out of Steam, but through Oculus. But the thing is, my um, graphics card is a 1080 Ti, which has a specific section just for streaming and encoding, doesn't it, Bol? Is that right? Yes, it runs NVENC, and you have an, uh, uh, and I have a 2080, which also has a, a video core, mm -hmm. and I run NVENC too. Uh, so it shouldn't load. It shouldn't tax the the graphics part of the yeah. graphics card. And again, like yourself, I wasn't seeing anything being taxed. Nothing was hitting high. Like, you know, I was around about 60% on the graphics card most of the time. So not a lot going on. It's an odd one. Paul, did, did you stream with the CPU or GPU? He's got um, a PC, don't you? Yeah, I use a streaming oh, PC you, and a gaming PC. You're so ad is this too advanced? Wow. He's, um, he's one of the elite <laughs> when it comes to the streaming. Yeah, it's the fancy. Yeah. The, only, the only serious person here. Paul to PC oh. realm, they call him. So, <laughs> <laughs> look at me in my NDI. Um, so, <laughs> I bet he doesn't. Do you use NDI? It must be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fine. Good. See, I know what I'm talking about, kind of. I don't. Um, <laughs> but um, as for the game, though, I really like Tower Tag. I think it's good fun. Mm. Um, yes. I can I can see, and it's, it's very simple to pick up and play. It was originally designed for arcades. And that does show, I yes, think, quite yeah. a lot. Um, you do need a decent-sized play space, I think. Two by two meters, no. I think, is the... the if you're going to do it room scale. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you do room scale or standard on... Basically, I did it in the small room scale version. Yeah, and so all that really it. does is just gives you the back half of the pillar. Oh, okay. And that's ah. it. Oh, that's interesting. So... It, if you step around that, it kind of crazy out a little bit. Which I noticed mm. there were some people, because I could only sort of stand at the back of the pillar, whereas if you jump to another pillar, you can get around the opposite side to give yourself cover. Yeah. Which 
somebody playing it the way I was playing it, it does give them advantages, I suppose. Okay. But, um, I still, I absolutely, I absolutely loved playing Tower Tag. I really did. I, I had a really great time, great experience. Mm. And I, yeah, I will happily, you know, hop back into that. I want to test it um, in other methods. Oh yes. I, the quest and 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 the the new the headset that shall not be named <laughs> until later. Yeah. yeah <laughs> when, I first, when we first jumped in, I was like, I thought this will get quite old quite quick, but it didn't. I was having a good time all the way through it. At mm. first, when we were first started, I thought, pull up this pillar, shoot and die. Yeah. I thought this was going to get old a bit quick, but it didn't. I enjoyed every all the way through when we were playing. It, it. It's quite an exercise as well. Because we usually stream game night for like two hours. And last, we did that for an hour. Because <laughs> it was like, I don't know about you, but I'm really hot and tired and I'm aching. And yeah. I mean, I think you were wearing your um, vest as well, weren't you, Paul? The haptics? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I only wore that for 20 minutes. I took that off. I was like, it's way too hot in this stupid thing. <laughs> but no, I. Yeah. I mean, go. The. Um... Yeah, the the whole experience was very very fun. I like. I think it could get um, tiring eventually. Like it could get old. Yeah. Well, I wasn't quite there yet. I could still carry on playing a bit more. I was. Yeah. Uh, certainly up for it. And I think they could probably do with a different couple of different game modes, maybe, or switching the maps up to different backgrounds. Something just to give it a bit of variety. Yeah, I would say more maps. More game modes, ability to create teams with friends because you can't. You just set up a game and you'll jump in. But if you could like have a squad yeah. of four and then just jump around, that would be great. If they had, you look at one that. week later, it was decent, weren't they? When they were, yeah, yeah, yeah we've got like, sides sides. yeah. Every, yeah. I mean, everyone who's been playing is good because we were also joined by Alex VR, weren't we? Because he was like, yeah, yeah I'm in on this. He's quite good at that <laughs> game. He's, yeah, he he was owning us. Yeah. Pretty much all the time. Yeah, pretty much. Which is fine. I'd say the the longevity of this game will be depending on what kind of player type you are. I'm going to nerd out a bit. There's a taxonomy called the Bartle Taxonomy of Player Types. And this puts you in one of four categories. Killers, Achievers, Socializers, and Explorers. And you like different things depending on which 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 one you fall into and you can have partial alignments um, there's tests online to run if you can't figure out what you are yourself but um, killers are the ones that like pvp games they enjoy um, you know the challenge about uh, taking down human opponents while socializers like to talk explorer likes to discover the secrets of the world and achievers likes to well achieve things um <laughs> yeah i think i'm that one so for the game to last a long time i think you need to fall into the killer player type because mm -hmm. those are the kind of players i'm not major like my main category is explorers i like to explore games and secondary achievers and uh, I find PvP games horribly boring if because it's usually the same thing over and over. You train up skills and stuff, which is interesting, but again, it's repetition. But if you're aligned to the killer player type, 
that's actually what you enjoy. So definitely up to the player, obviously, <laughs> if it's uh, going to last a long time or not. Have you actually described the game at all? Did we do that? We probably <laughs> I mean, should. We said go to a tower, shoot people and die. I think that's pretty much it, isn't it? That's what yeah. I experienced. <laughs> I mean, basically, you you. So there's a big arena. Just I'll go for it. Why not? Um, there's a big arena. In the arena, there are towers everywhere, and you can move to these towers. But you have to capture the tower in order to do it. So you point your gun at this, pull down a button. It puts a beam between you and that tower. The tower charges up with the color of your team, which is either orange for fire or blue for ice. And then when you've charged it up to your color, you can jump to that tower. And the way you jump is you literally, while you've got the beam, you flick the controller back and it teleports you across. But it's more shift teleporting as opposed to instant teleporting. Um, and the idea is there's three different games and you, that's how you do it, basically. So controlling the towers is a very good tactic to hope, keep the other opponents away so that they can't travel as much. You can always see when someone is capturing a tower, so you know where the other team are looking to move to. Um, and th at the same time, people are coming at you from everywhere, from what I could tell when I was playing. You jump to the tower and focus on someone, and within a second, there'll be someone on the other side shooting you in the back of the head. And you're like, what? But you can use your room scale to move around the tower to block, to hide from the opponent's fire. Um, which I thought was really quite good. And apparently in the arcades where they have this, there are physical towers. So you can lean against it and everything. And I, I think that would be quite fun. I'm not yeah. going to build one, but I think it would be quite nice. <laughs> so <laughs> if, if, if you have an apartment or whatever with a, you know, a decorative pillar, that would be perfect. Yes, that would be very good. This is my lounge, which means the pillar would be right in front of my couch and my television. So I'm probably not going to do that. Thing is, you'd have I mean, to, like, how much you'd, like you'd, have to make, you'd have to make that room your very own like tower tag room though, because I would. It'd be in the way of playing every other game if you just had this big pillar in the this, middle this, of your room. This is very true. <laughs> I, I don't think it would be a permanent feature. It would be something that I could move in and out, um, but I'm still not going to do it. Stripper pole. That's another conversation. <laughs> Just to elaborate on the actual look of the game, the towers are on floating platforms that mm -hmm. vary in height. And between those platforms, there's also uh, like transparent walls or uh, like barriers. And... Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, you navigate these floating platforms with the towers on. And, and that's the main, main mechanic. Yeah. And you shoot opponents with a gun. <laughs> I think that's, it. that's the game. There we go. And I think the other thing around those towers, if they're not shut out, there's those barriers you can like duck under. But I'm just too lazy. I was like, I can't be asked ducking down. I'm just gonna. Oh, that was actually something I didn't realize. Is that if I was always trying to shoot around those barriers, so they're at the edge of the floating platforms, and they're like segmented out, so they're multiple. If you shoot them enough, they will actually drop down. Yeah. Yeah. And it took me three quarters of the the the, the gaming session to realize that. Yeah. <laughs> so that was Tower Tag. Also, thank you very much mm. to Tower Tag who sent us the keys for us to play, which is very kind of. Them. Yeah. Um, yeah. The week, the two weeks before that, we played Iron Wolf VR. So we all hit. So that was me, Ball, and Duck. Paul couldn't make <laughs> that one. Um, called, it, called it in the chat was also. 
No, it's fine. Um, and we ended up going into a submarine. So we were joined by Cold Vengeance, who I believe is in the chat. Hello, Mr. Vengeance. Thank you for coming. Um, and basically, Bol and Cold Vengeance taught me and Doc how to run a submarine. Because <laughs> we had no clue. Fantastically. Yeah. I actually quite liked Mostly. it. I did Press as well. Button. What button? Press the button. What yeah. Button? <laughs> it's like, what? There's like 7,000 buttons. Pick one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. But it's like, it's another one where it's kind of like the same sort of ideas as like Bridge Crew where everyone has a role. Or at least you can assign people roles, and then but you can actually do anything yeah. you want. You can go. I'm going to go and load the torpedoes. I'm going to go and get the periscope. I'm going to go up top, and I'm going to shoot the planes out of the sky, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but it's it's very claustrophobic. If if you yeah. don't like enclosed spaces, I would not recommend playing. I am in VR unless you're going to go up top all the time, which you can't because it's a submarine, <laughs> so it goes under the water. Um, but but we all we did all another one aimed at room scale, right? Like the idea mm. being that you move to a room, yeah, and then you walk around your room to go to deal with the periscope or what. See if you add the the pillar again, you could use that for the periscope. It, <laughs> you got two games you can play there. Oh right. But you would walk into it in the other rooms, so that would be problematic. Oh, uh, you see. Wow. Well, you could then lie it down and use it as a torpedo to load into your torpedo tubes. <laughs> yeah, I think we described it well two podcasts ago, but um, yeah. yeah, the the main locomotion mechanic is room scale mm -hmm. if you can, and then just grab doors and it will flip into the other room. Um, or up and down, as it were. Uh, yeah. Which is really immersive oh. if you have the space for it. Yes. Yeah. My, my I, problem is that I bought this house and I have space, but I'm so used to playing standing that I don't utilize it as well as I could. This is something that me and Bol were talking about the other day, um, where we were saying about room scale stuff doesn't happen as much now as it used to in the beginning of VR. Because everyone is used to using sticks for locomotion or, you know, and that sort of thing. But it was kind of like, this actually uses the space that you've got. But most of it, especially if you're streaming, you're used to standing in one place, facing one way, because it's the camera. And unless you're doing like a mixed reality thing or something like that, where you use the space. Which, um, yeah, and it doesn't happen that often. Although... I will talk, I haven't put it in the list, but I'm going to talk about something I tried that does use your play space. Um, mm -hmm. And we'll talk about that later. Um, Exciting. Yeah, I know. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. So that was, I mean, oh, I'm off on the whole ball. You've always played it for a long time anyway, haven't you? Yeah. You, uh, Iron Bull? Yes. Like I have 20 plus hours in it. Yeah, so you've you played a fair amount of that. You and I you believe... played it a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. Although you, you actually thought that myself and Doc were doing quite well. You were going like... I on quickly and followed we... orders. I think that's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> anytime, I think any, anytime anyone mentions following orders, first thing that comes to my mind is Payday 2. Where Buck was trying to teach me, you and Link's what to do. Whatever you do, don't put your mask on and don't shoot anyone until I say anything. Then Link just walked in straight away, put his mask on and shot the woman behind the counter. Just straight away. Like, no pause at all. Typical American. <laughs> <laughs> just straight with the guns. 
It's fine. Oh dear. <laughs> but no, yeah, but Iron, Iron Wolf was good. I, I quite liked Iron Wolf. I thought that could yeah. be quite good. But we've got a lot to talk about this week because we haven't so. been around for a while. Um, so we didn't obviously do the podcast two weeks ago. So we've got like two weeks worth, four weeks worth, three weeks worth. We've got a lot of weeks worth to actually catch up on stuff. So Paul wanted to talk about the quest hand tracking. Yeah, I've tried a few things. Um, first one I tried was Curious Tales Stolen Pets. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was an issue with the hand tracking, but I think then I found out. Like I thought because it was very experimental when obviously that first pushed out. Right. Um, I was like, it's, I thought maybe it's a hand tracking, the game's hand tracking, but then I just turned out it's very, very picky with light. <laughs> like the actual oh, quest right. and the light hand tracking. So like, right. every now and then my, my hand would just like start to drift a little bit and I thought, oh God. Well, apparently it's, um, I've heard a lot of people say you need really, really perfectly lit room for it to work 100%. I've never, I'd never really experienced that with the quest hand tracking. I did like that uh, Jigsaw game. I never, like, it didn't, my hands didn't drift, they didn't disappear or anything like that. I mean, it gets a bit funky when you start doing weird things with your hands or yeah. you put one hand in front of the other one because it doesn't know which hand is which and just goes, ah. but ultimately, it, yeah, it actually handled that okay. And they, in menus and things like that, hand tracking's always been. But then it uh, worked fine on. Um... It worked and the fine. On the line, worked absolutely fine. And I used yeah. room scale on that when I've well played it like sitting still. And what, I played it doing the room scale. What's the line? Round to you. Yeah, to I, I music, did the room scale. Really, really good. It was um, good. I, the line's like an interactive movie, like a. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's from the makers of um, Pixel. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, miniatures. It's like a. 15, 20 minutes love story about um, uh, some... Do you know like those museums that have like tiny little towns and they have little people and one person's just always like waving traffic and stuff yes. like that? It's kind of like that. Okay, so I like to go there and pretend I'm a giant, so this should be good for me. Yeah. Good. So yeah, like the, you could literally do it. Yeah, so the interactive element of it is you'll walk to that point at the table and you'll need to pull a lever in order to make them throw a newspaper and so they can carry on with the story. Oh, okay. Very like, press this button or turn a crank and things to get it to move again. And but mainly just telling you the story. Okay. These sort of interactive. But yeah. they did hand tracking in that, and it did work well. One thing I found on, um, Curious Tales Stolen Pet, and I, this wasn't the hand tracking on the. We having issues with the hand tracking. It was more issues with the hand tracking in game. If you've played it, you have to pinch the world, and turn it, to solve puzzles. And yeah. I found if you. If you pinch the world, but like say there's one way to pick up the teapot. So I picked up the teapot by pinching because it's small. Mm. This hand needed to be miles out of the way for me to pinch the world because if it was too close, it also thought this hand was pinching it and you couldn't move it. And I was like, no, this is holding the teapot. Can I like pinch <laughs> So I had to move this hand away. But sometimes right. sometimes you moved it that far away, it lost the tracking and then just dropped the teapot. And I thought, this isn't like... Just... <laughs> it's one of the things, when it comes to things like hand tracking gestures for controls yeah i feel like they're always going to get a little bit messed up yeah and when they announced hand tracking for the quest i was like ah, oh, don't care and now we've got hand tracking on the quest it's fine i suppose mm -hmm. like i enjoyed it on the line don't get me wrong because at the end of the day if um i need to 
change elevation. It usually involves hands and knees and things mm-hmm. at this point in time in my life. So <laughs> having my hands available for that was quite useful. Um, but ultimately, I still don't see a major use case for hand tracking no. in VR. The other thing I've seen, one of the team that made Gloomy Eyes contacted me, like, oh, you've seen you've looked at this with the line, because they're like, selling it as a bundle as well, Anna. And yes. Yeah, message, oh, I've seen you've this, you hand track this, do you want to take a look at Gloomy Eyes? We'll send you the three episodes, because that uses hand tracking. And I thought, oh, I've never seen, I've never watched Gloomy Eyes before. And then basically hand tracking was selecting which level, which episode you want to do on the menu, and then that was it. I was like, yeah, you just sit and watch. <laughs> I was like, I don't understand what's the point of that. I thought it's going to be like a line. I'm going to have to like do something with the world, move something. But now it's just a mm. case of the hand tracking was you can point at the menu and tell it which one you want to watch. I'm curious to see what they're going to do with the quest hand tracking. But uh, as I said before, I don't see a major use case for it. No. I, I would love for us to get to the days where you could use hand tracking as well as a controller. So in the past, I basically said, like, if you could put your controllers into a gun stock and use that as a gun, and then when you need to do something, you let go of the gun stock, it then tracks your hand to grabbing the clip or climbing a cliff or something like that, and then straight back onto the the gun again. That is a potential use case for hand tracking. Other than that, I honestly don't really know what it's for. No. Mm. Interesting. But on, on the whole, you're quite impressed with how it works. I'm impressed with how it works, yeah. But like Doc said, don't see the big use. There's no real implementation yet. Like, this is my first time ever looking at it in a game because I don't do side quests or these actually official updates were my first time. I'm going to have to see what it does in a game yet. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, again, don't have a quest, can't really tell you. And it's like I always wondered if they were going to do it on other headsets like the Vive or the Index because they have cameras on the front anyway. Um, but again, I can't think of many things that they actually use those for now apart from just pass through. Um, mm. And it's like the Vive Pro has two cameras, so it is stereoscopic. I believe the Index has got two cameras yeah. as well. And it's kind of like, are they going to start using them for other stuff rather than just a, here's your room, um, <laughs> your actual room as that opposed to that? Interesting, because they showed demos when they showed off the index to press mm. using the cameras, but nothing of that has ever gone public. Yeah. Uh, but... Maybe yeah. if or when all headsets have cameras on them, maybe devs will start to implement using them in things possibly i used to follow somebody on twitter who who was using like a vive um as basically like augmented reality Mm -hmm. i don't know what happened with that what they were doing or but yeah because the vive has a camera vive Vive pro Pro two the index is two the oculus didn't have any cameras no. The, the TV one doesn't. No. 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 Does the oh, the Rift S does? Oh, it would do because that's how it does tracking. Yes. Um, yeah. So I was like, does it? It's like yes, Chuck. It's like the inside out tracking. IMAX doesn't have any, but you can buy hand tracking module that you can attach to the bottom of it. So from what I've heard, how much do they want for that? <laughs> just hundred and sixty nine pound, I think. Basically, just using leap motion, but it's like. 
£169 and a very angry tweet from Sweeve Viva. Um, haven't <laughs> seen him on Twitter in ages. Has he gone? Has he not? <laughs> Maybe. Still, uh, still with the company. Anyway, the, the, only having two cameras won't automatically enable things to happen. Um, no. At least from what Oculus said about not having hand tracking on the Rift S, is that the camera setup is sufficiently different for it to not just port over quickly. Mm -hmm. They need to be do a separate implementation, basically. From what uh, I heard. Okay. So I imagine it's not just gonna work for every headset put cameras on okay you've got to wonder how much of the politics of the lenovo side of things plays into that who knows you who really knows. do i mean, it could just be you know fanboy um paranoia just being like uh, maybe they just don't really want to help lenovo i honestly you, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors mm. No, you don't with these things. And it's it's all well and good to speculate and stuff, but until you actually get like some actual press report or something, you just don't know, really. Which yeah. is quite annoying. Um, what else have you got, Paul? Uh, so you had your hand tracking. Is it, oh, the persistence, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, PS, it's PC release, finally. Yeah. How was it? He asked him it knowingly. <laughs> it was just the same as um, PlayStation version, really. Mm. Didn't see much. I imagine difference. graphically it was improved. I didn't, no, I didn't really see much difference in that <laughs> element of it. When you played it flat screen, you're seeing like a graphic difference, but then when you put in VR mode, it was just very similar looking. Bad. It's like it was just a direct port. Like you haven't really. I mean, was it just graphically great on the PSVR? Like, are we talking Astro Bot kind of good or? It looked good on PlayStation VR. Yeah, it did, did look it good on PlayStation VR. Poor on PC because. I think there was another problem with it, though, wasn't there? One of the big things I saw people complaining about the persistence is they didn't bother with hand tracking. Like, they didn't... No, no the controls. Oh, no, it's like, it was like a look with your head and... This is what I see on the pattern. page. So your hands are, like, stuck there. So when you, like, look with your head, your hands just move where your head are moving. There's no, like, separate arm movement. Oh, that must feel really weird. Especially if you're sitting there with your real hands holding the controller and you look and your VR hands move. It's like, it's like you're aiming with your head rather than your hands. Uh, it's, it's, the Steam page literally says gamepad and keyboard and mouse. So it's, and it's a seated game. So keyboard and mouse? Like a game. What? Keyboard and mouse. Yeah, I can't think of a VR game where you use a keyboard and mouse. Well, you can play it in non-VR as well. Ah. Uh, oh, okay. But it's listed under VR input. Yeah, it is, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're getting yeah, the options, yeah, yeah. you can put keyboard and mouse in the VR options. It looks hmm. really nice, but the whole, mo only that thing, lacking motion controller support, feels so DK2, like 2014. Yeah. Like, I think I mentioned it when I reviewed it, like, place, that was one of my big points I put down, is like, PlayStation VR users accept the DualShock because it's actually a better method of input than using the Move controllers, where, yeah. PC, where PC VR expect hand tracked like each hand yeah. separately. You expect Sorry, your yeah. motion controls, don't you? So it's what basically stopped me from playing Alice VR. I launched Alice and then it crashed immediately. I was like, what's going on here? Launched it again, crashed immediately. Looked into it, apparently it doesn't work with the Oculus Touch controllers. Yeah. I was like so I need uh, to use uh, a gamepad to play this? Oh maybe it was released as a launch game because it shipped with a gamepad. It oh, was, yeah. yeah, so I, 
I think it came out in that weird period where the Vive ones were a thing, but the Oculus yeah. touch controllers weren't. Mm-hmm. And then they just never updated it to include the touch controllers when they were released. So mm. I don't know. But yeah, it stopped me from playing Alice and it'll stop me from playing Persistence as well. It's not, that's yeah. that's a bad, bad thing. In, in 2020, where everybody has got like touch controllers for their VR headsets now, you can't be doing that. It's why I think um, it's why I think Capcom have never ported Ready Seven over to PC because mm. there's no motion controls. They wouldn't do motion controls. They'd probably just have to do it with a controller. Yeah. Did the piece the the PlayStation version use the Move controllers or was that no. controller? No, it was all gamepad only. Right. That mm-hmm. makes a little bit more sense. If you had Move controllers on the PlayStation and then. PC had a pad, that would just be ridiculous. <laughs> there would be riots in the streets for that one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not good at all. Okay. Right, I'm I'm gonna go now because I've got five things that I've been playing. Um two of them two of them we can bang through very quickly. Drop in VR. It's trying to be the adult I say adult, trying to be the grown up version of Rec Room. It's shit, no one plays it. Next. We've got this. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's right, dead. Okay, okay. It's empty. It looks like they've they've given your avatars actual legs instead of rec room where it's just floating bodies. It doesn't have the charm of rec room of rec room. Nobody knows it, so no one's going in there. It's free. I'll give it that. Um, I still think I paid too much. So I, I think yeah, that's interesting. I think I think they could have a market if it was marketed well because. There's one thing here about rec room is all the freaking kids that run around. It could be, but how are you going to stop kids getting into it? Just kick them when they come. No, yeah, but it's not possible. <laughs> but it's um, no, it's trying to be rec room for like, yeah. the, you know, older people, um, or at least sort of teenagers up rather than actual kids. Mm. Um, it was not fun, and I Although went in. in, in no in rec one. Room, me and me, the most polite kid we've ever ever met. Oh really? It was one of the GTs nights we were just going in to have a look around and. There was only me and him while we were waiting for people, and this kid come over. And we were at the basketball hoop, just in the rec center. Mm. We had a ball each. And the little kid come over and was like, excuse me, sir, can I have a ball? And what? he was like, give me it. And he was like, thank you very much, sir. And then when he finished, he brought it back. He was like, there you go, <laughs> sir, have it back. I was like, the highest kid we've ever met. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a good experience. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's unbelievable. Yeah, um, would not recommend. Next, the Singularity Trials. The Singularity Trials is not out yet. I got sent a pre-code. The idea of the Singularity Code is you have... You're, it's, it's a bit like Beat Saber. Blocks and things are coming towards you. You can knock them. You can cut them with... Uh, and you can also knock them so that they fly into targets as well yeah so you can punch them into targets or you can cut them down um it's not there yet from what i played it's not there yet um it is a single developer uh so it's one guy who's making this and give him his due he's built a vr game and it works um what i can do it needs yeah exactly It, it needs more um he's got music built for the game it's all done in the time of the music sound effects could do with a little bit more um, it's got the makings of something, but I can't quite think what it is yet, from my point of view. Um, but it also it will do mixed reality and live because that was one of the things he asked me to test for him, which I was quite happy to do. Um, but yeah, it's 
I don't know. I didn't enjoy it, but that's me. Um, other people you may don't like well anything. do. I do. <laughs> I do. Not a lot, I'll admit, but I do like some things. Okay, so that's... You hated Kitten. I think it was more to do with my streaming setup pissing around for the first, like, five minutes of trying to get that done. And I think I'm tempted to go back to Kitten because that now has live support. And I'm wondering about... Do, I, I'm, I'm seriously tempted to go... Okay, let's go and clean up some cat shit in mixed reality. Um, which is, <laughs> I'm, I am I am very tempted. Um, so we we will see if that happens. Okay, so take it out, Joe. It's done. I have been revisiting The Walking Dead: Saints and Sinners because uh, I never finished it, and going back to it, knowing the day night cycle, makes that game a hell of a lot easier. And it does not explain that the way that it should to the user um so i had no idea no i didn't when i first played it and now that i do i'm finding it more i'm actually now thinking okay if i can do this then i can do that and i can do this and then i can do that that day and, da, 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 da. and you're kind of getting more into it as well um so i'm enjoying it a lot more than i was the first time so i think if anyone out there did play it and was kind of i, don't, I, I can't think of anyone who played it when i don't like this um, but I think once you figure that system of how the time moves, start again. Because you'll get more out of it. I'm still on day one. Okay. I, I've never actually slept. Really? I went out on the first mission and I got talking to the woman about the ring and then I went walking around the house. Right. And then some bells started chiming and I was like, <laughs> okay, that, that'll stop in a minute. I, I got my... on with my day. I got my first horde as well, and I was yeah, terrified. I was absolutely terrified because I'd, I'd had to go and get something, and I died trying to get it in a in a warehouse. Died and was like, damn it, start. And it's like, right, I can get to my bag and get to my bag. So I went and got my bag. Died again. Got to my bag, and I'm looking at my watch, going, oh, I haven't got much time, sort of thing, because it told you know the bells are coming. So. Managed to get my bag a second time, ran upstairs with no weapons, or at least I didn't remember I had weapons in my bag after I got it, so I got really panicked. <laughs> ran upstairs in this place, was like, there's the things that I need for this quest, grab it, grab it, grab it, grab it. And the zombies start following me upstairs, and then I noticed there's a big circular saw chopper thing on the table, and I'm like, yes, big enough, then hammered all of that out. And I was like, oh, thank God, we've done it. And just as I went, ah... Oh, the bells went, <laughs> and I was like, "Shit!" And I had to run out, and it was—I was literally instead of attacking, I'm just pushing them out the way as I'm trying to get past back to the skip. And it was—it I genuinely panicked, genuinely, and I was like, "I don't like this." So, <laughs> genuine, and I think I got to the skiff, just turned around and went, "Fuck you!" Like this as I went off because <laughs> I genuinely had enough. Um, when my Wednesday night streams or Wednesday night streams again. I will probably revisit that game. I think, mm. um, or when the uh, update they announced today comes out, I'll probably start it then as well. Although I feel like that's more of a, a set piece, wave based, kill everything, bullet sponge kind of mode, as opposed to a story mode. The DLC thing they announced today, the update. So yeah, we'll we'll see. Ah, okay. So. Second to last thing I tried, a game called Fire Escape. 
um, where you play it standing on a fire escape. And you can see a building in front of you with all windows of different apartments and one to the other side as well. And you can zoom in to look at the zoom by using your mobile phone camera. And there's a, a lady that lives... So you see the people coming and going and all that sort of stuff. And basically what happens is a murder happens in one of the apartments and you have to try and figure out who did it. By I played this game? I don't Are know. Are you a Russian... Are you like a Russian No, that's the Red Scare, I think that one's called. Yes. This is a different one. So this one, you have a mobile phone, and there's a lady who lives in the park who calls you on that phone. So you actually talk to each other while you're doing it, and you can pick what you want to say. You get options and that sort of thing. Um, I'm really enjoying it. I've played up to the point where the murder happens, so I've not tried to work out who it is, but there are multiple things happening at the same time. So you might focus on that apartment while there's something going on in that one that you might miss. So it's it's a, it's a really... distraction of an undressing lady in there? I have not seen this yet. Well, that's unfortunate. But next they game. might do. Yeah, next game. <laughs> um, the next game... So this is my, my last one on games that I tried... I fire escape you you like it I, do, I really like it but I'm very much about story when it comes to games um so I I it, it started to draw me in I'm like oh this is actually quite intriguing I quite like this and you've it, you've got lots of different characters and it's you know everyone has a reason to want this person dead but it's like well which one's actually done it or is it all of them or some of them or you know and that sort of thing so I, I'm quite intrigued by that sort of thing story is what catches me in a lot of games things can look glorious and things can look wonderful and that's great but if there's not something that pulls you in with thought or with emotion i'm generally out um unless you're obviously playing with friends in a multiplayer sort of thing yeah but if it's a single player game i need that thing that hooks you up here and sometimes here as well um and for the audio listeners i pointed at my head and my heart so <laughs> so we need those two the last thing that i've got is i was sent a key for the pre for access to the demo of eye of the temple before they release it and i will be streaming this once i get a few things sorted but this is a room scale uh game that uses all of your room scale um you basically start standing in this big area out and there's moving blocks on the floor the same as you and there's rolling blocks as well um and basically you stand on the plinth as a block comes towards you you step onto that one physically step onto it and that block will then slide away to where it was so it's like moving back and forth yeah so you're standing still but the block you're on is moving so at first your head is like, oh, because <laughs> you, you've literally stepped onto something that started moving, even though you're not. So your brain and your you know inner ear and everything gets a bit confused what's going on. But the way they've done it as well, there are blocks that are basically um, uh, cylinders, and they roll. So you have to walk backwards in real to, make, to stay on top of that block. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So as it rolls, you have to walk backwards to do it. And it uses your whole room scale area to do this. And I was really impressed with it. I, the, the, but there were a few times where I genuinely felt off balance with it. 
Um, Do, does your opinion have anything to do with the man sat to your left? Uh, the man sat to my left has pointed this to me towards this game a while ago. I also believe that the man sat to my left has also been testing this a lot earlier than any of us. Is that right? Didn't you help with yeah. the design phase? Weren't you involved in development at one point? Well, uh, somehow I ended up going to Game Jam at Unity headquarters in Copenhagen. And I ended as up you on do. a team with Rupert. Yeah, as, as it's happens. It's a weekend, like, isn't it? Um, <laughs> so I ended up on a team with Rune, which is the, the maker. The, it's a solo developed game. And he's actually an employee of Unity, but he's making the game in his spare time. That's a one-man um, band. Yeah. I'm even more impressed now. This was in 2016, in January. Oh, okay. So that's, I think it was called, the prototype we made was like Pyramid of the Chrysalis. Okay. Um, and it was using exa the exact mechanic of mm. stepping between platforms that move. Um, so you, the, the, magic, the magic sauce is that you never ever get moved from like, you can never get slid around. You always move yourself physically. So hmm. all of these components lined up after each other move you relatively so you'll never walk outside your space. Yeah. Everything is constructed that as a whole sequence across the whole game. <laughs> I was I was so impressed with it. I really was. And I can't wait to actually get because it works in mixed reality as well. And I think this in mixed reality is going to look quite special because of how much you are actually moving around and physically moving. Um, but yeah, it is literally you step onto something forward and then your next block might be where you have to walk backwards. Sort of thing. It's really weird when you first do it because your, your brain and your body just kind of go, this doesn't feel quite right. And there were a few instances where I had to, I literally caught myself because I was going to fall over and it's like i'm a veteran at this now i shouldn't be having that but that just shows how well <laughs> it's done but you it's very indiana jones you have a whip and you have a torch so and every time you move somewhere there's like gems that you can pick up and the whip the whip it, the mechanic of the whip is quite good actually because it it's always coiled up yeah but when you can use it in a certain area it automatically uncoils so you notice and you're like, ah, okay. And then you just, you know, what can I hit with this? So there's like switches and levers and, you know, targets that you can hit with a whip and stuff like that. Um, but no, I, I'm quite excited about this one. Um, just because, again, it's going back to using the room scale. And there isn't many things that do that. Just as a note, the, the area you need is two by two meters. Again, yes. With uh, tower tag. Yeah. If you but can no, pull it into the quest, let me know. I, do you know what? I was thinking if you had a quest and they got this on there, that would be so good because you could go outside in a flat area, create a massive space, and then you'd be fine. But to be honest, yeah. they like you said, like Bob says, they've designed it for two meters by two meters. So yeah, you, you won't need ever need more than that. Yeah, which is really clever. Which. Yeah, but surely, realistically, you know, if you want to walk around two by two, you need like two by five by two by five, just so you're not running into a wall or something. 
I no, did but knock not the sofa. In this game. Well, yeah, but very slowly stepping between things mm. and always moving towards the center again. Yeah. So, I mean, the the length of this room, or should I say the width of this room, is what's that? So that is one forty. So I'm probably looking at about two meters wide. Okay. For this room that I'm in. Yeah. So if I had a two meter wide room. Mm-hmm. And I needed to be somewhere near the edge of a play space or put my arm out. I'm going to hurt myself or... I, I don't believe you have to put your arm out outside of your play space, from what I found. I'm not Doesn't sure mean I won't, though. No, that's true. <laughs> but even I found the way it orientates you. Yes, there is some combat, yeah. But I seem so to remember... I seem, I seem to remember, because I did check this, when I was doing the combat, I looked down and I had my marker and I was in the middle of my play space. Yeah, so that might be planned in. So when Could you need be. to swing wildly, you might be in the center. Yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> I actually don't know. I have a bigger space, so I haven't. Yes, you're very lucky. Um, but yeah, I, that, so that's Eye of the Temple. It's The demo is coming to Steam, and the full game, I think they're trying to release this year as well, aren't they? So yeah, I would here. definitely check it out. If you can see some of the mixed reality videos that people have done of it, that really gives you an idea of what I'm talking about in the movement mechanics. Um, and I will try and get a stream of that up soon as well. But I'm having slight issues getting live looking right with it, as in I appear six feet above the ground. And that's not how it's supposed to be. <laughs> not this. I've reached out to the dev and I've reached out to Liv on that one just to go, what, what's going on? Because on every other game, it's fine. But with that one, it's weird. So I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. Hmm. But that's that's yeah, my I lot. Like, I, I do like look forward to when it's getting out to see if people like, you know, enjoy room scale. Because mm. it feels like, to me, like a missed genre almost. Yeah. Like, or... It has vanished. Mm. Um, it Do you know when you see a lot of room scale? Arcades. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's why we had Tower Tower. I, yeah. Scale. I mean, to be honest, either Temple would be perfect in arcades. But... This is what I'm thinking. But the motion sickness of stuff moving that you're standing on is going to get people. It got me, and I, I was surprised. At one point... There was actually things spinning you this way, and I was Ooh. just like, "Nope, this is terrible for me." <laughs> so that was actually cut out of the game. But I think the the, the slight sliding still kind of works. The uh, sliding is fine. Uh, it was the 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 cylinders that got me. Yeah, the, it's a bit weird. Where you have to uh, walk it, backwards. It, it was just like, "Ooh." It yeah, I'm getting used to, but. Yeah, it, it makes sense. No, it does. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah, it all makes perfect sense. The way you're moving the whole thing all makes perfect sense. There's lifts as well that come up and go down as well when that sort of thing. Because I didn't realise it had that in and I remember getting into one of the lifts not realising it was a lift and pulled a lever and it rose up and I went, oh, like that's because I wasn't expecting it to go. <laughs> so it was, it, was quite, it was quite nice to have that because it's been a long while since any VR game has made me go, whoo, because yeah, you're in that immersed. So that's mm. why I'm quite excited about this one. This is the whole thing with room scale. Mm. When you don't get, you know, the sliding infinitely with the stake or teleport rapidly, I, at least I get way more, like, 
uh, what's it called? Like the the world feels way more real and physical. Yeah. Um, which makes things like that scarier. Uh, more of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, no. I kind of miss the like the onslaught of room scale tiles. Now we get mostly you know things that play like traditional games. Yeah. But in VR. I also enjoy that, but it's a different degree of immersion. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Completely agree. So, excuse me. God, it's been a hell of a week. And I'm, I'm, a couple of us here are like struggling to stay awake at the moment in case anyone is wondering what's going on because we've, we've had just the weeks from hell um, where we're just it's trying to get hot. stuff done. It's too hot at the moment. It's way too hot. Everyone's hot, sweaty, I, I, and tired, and not for a good reason. So, um, Bol, what have you <laughs> call it that if you want, uh, mate? It's fine. Um, so, Bol, you've got something that I, is this from like Ready Player One or something? Yeah. <laughs> is this a thing that was on that they only released on Vipot first and then it came out? So, I haven't played much the last weeks or whatever or even more because i've been working on i've been working on an, on an overlay element that i had for the last stream we did with tower tag mm -hmm. it's like an overview map where you walk around and stuff and i made a new application for this that pipes data through websockets yeah it's really nice but nobody else needs it except me in the entire universe <laughs> uh, i want yeah, to hear no, about I... this game come on what so what is it uh, I'm just explaining why I haven't played anything else. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> we forgive you. We made it again. So I spent two weeks just coding. Sorry, but yes, we did play. I did play Rise of the Gunters uh, with a friend uh, because it supports up to three players, I think. Okay. Like the main. <laughs> There might be more. It's the future. It's the three. oasis where you can have three people <laughs> in there. <laughs> it's the future. It is. Uh, it is uh, made by Drifter VR, which is the same team that made Gunheart, and it shares a lot of features with Gunheart. Uh, Gunheart was a three-player game, so I'm pretty sure it's also a three-player game. It just a reskin. Uh, pretty much. It's using <laughs> some of the same. So it's very familiar. I, <laughs> I do like the art a lot. This is a smaller title. Uh, mm -hmm. It was made for uh, HTC's Oasis Beta release. Um, they have it as a standalone title on Steam, but they were never allowed to release it. So it's currently part of Ready Play One Oasis Beta. So it's <laughs> it's like you need to launch that. You need to go through the starting tutorial. You need to open the interface, you need to navigate into a, an orb or whatever, and then launch it. It's obnoxious and unnecessary, but that's that's how things are. Um, the game itself is uh, an arcade shooter, basically. Mm -hmm. And you weapons and you shoot targets to get, to, to get points, and you collect cherries, I think. That will be a score multiplier. You pick up hamburgers that will give you health and you pick up sodas that will give you like a uh, power weapon mode that shoots red laser beams from your hands um so the key point to getting score is to collect those cherries 
Okay. Uh, over. There's, there's three levels. And you carry that over to the later levels. So collect all the frigging cherries you can before the last level. And then you cash in, basically. Uh, the <laughs> I was beta testing this as well, because I was beta testing <laughs> Gunheart. So uh, I actually have the standalone title on Steam because I have the test code for it, but it's not public. Made <laughs> public, which is sad. But in the test server, I was far down on the score list because the developers were also playing that, and they they had like five times my top score. <laughs> like, how do you do this? I don't. Yeah. But in the in the VR Oasis beta. Uh, I apparently so I was playing with with Cold Vengeance, and he noted that I got the top score on the global score list. I don't know if that actually happened, but is that the team? Out. Is that the Steam top list? Because because there's no one else playing because they can't. I we have a suspicion. Mm -hmm. So when we played this, we noticed a glitch. Okay. So. When you're entering the game, you go through a portal. It's just that the portal itself, it fades to a loading screen, and then nothing happens. Yeah. Uh, there is a, so you have to actually move around, teleport or, or locomote, to find the portal again while watching a completely blacked out loading screen with the text on it. And that I don't sounds... think many people make it through that. Okay, that That's sounds fun. <laughs> I did not have that problem in the standalone version, but apparently it existed <laughs> in the one that the public has access to. I do remember uh, trying the Oasis beta and was not really impressed with any of it. <laughs> I, I, I haven't heard the other parts. I know what they are. Like, there's an avatar creator and there's some... Well, gauntlet? I seen, was it Gauntlet, I think? Gauntlet, yeah, that's the one I, only one I bother playing. Yeah. It's a bit like in death, but... But rubbish. <laughs> I haven't spent time with the other things because I never had a reason to install it because I played uh, Rise of the Gunters outside of it. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so that, that's what I played. And it's enjoyable. It's action. It's it's intense, um, but also a bit hard to uh, get running with the portal issue. Mm -hmm. um, there's no, you can't join your friend. You just play it and nobody else Pretty is playing it in the same game. <laughs> but it's free. You can play it in the beta, Oasis beta on Steam. Um, okay. Yeah, that's yeah I've, I've had it in my library for, for ages, the Ready Player One thing, but I've never ever actually launched it. So yeah. <laughs> that's like with 90% of the things I have on my disk. <laughs> Fine. So that was it for your VRing over the last three weeks, really, apart yeah, from the game. That's... No, no, that's fine. You've you busy man. You got stuff to do. It's only like you know. It's not like you're on a podcast where we talk about VR games, is it? So you don't need to do these things. I, so. I'm pretty sure Bol could tell us a lot about Sea of Thieves. I'm pretty sure he could. Yeah. Every, every time. time. <laughs> yeah, every time. I, I do I mean, have. For some reason. Lately, I have had all kinds of friends and, and, and familiar people that I usually have, don't play games with that wants to play, you know, screen games now. Yes. People are in isolation. Mm -hmm. They need any, something to do and the social engagement. Yep. So, has been more screen gaming than VR gaming lately. 
That's fine. Which I would never do unless it's with people I know. Yeah. Pretty much. That's <laughs> yeah. fine. Well, I mean, we even stopped playing Dead Island, so. Yeah, and Uno. So it's fine. I also spent a whole lot of time in Seven Days to Die, which is another zombie survival game, just like The Forest, but on the screen. Boy, I never played it. <laughs> um, but in your defense, Ball, I've not really done much in the way of VR content. Like, I've not played much VR lately anyway. Um, I've, I've, well, I've been playing um, old games that I've played before because I want to know how they run in the new addition to the VR cape. <laughs> um, basically. <laughs> so, I did try something new. I did try Devil and the Fairy, which is basically just like a tower defense game. Um, you are a dungeon master. You deploy minions, traps, and barriers to stop something from reaching something at the other end of a path. Which was, you know, everything looked fine. It was certainly well implemented, and it certainly went well enough. Um, but yeah, I've mostly been playing all the things I already know how they work. So when I try them in the cosmos, I know if it's behaving right or not. In the what? Yes. We have all spoken at great lengths about the uh, survive cosmos. <laughs> and I don't like talking about things I haven't tried. So when an opportunity arose recently to buy a Cosmos for a, well, let's put it this way. If it was going to be more than a Rift S, it was never, ever going to happen. Mm -hmm. It had to be drastically right. less than a Rift S. Mm -hmm. And it was. Okay. Um, so I acquired the Cosmos at a ridiculously reasonable price. And I have been testing it at length for the last week, if not more. and. Yeah, this is. It's a headset. It is a headset. <laughs> I mean, I've I've got a dramatically more in-depth video coming out about this tomorrow. Um, but the short version is, the controllers are ridiculously bad. Um, they are. I mean, this is this is the controller right here. Um, to give you a bit of a comparison, I suppose I have a PlayStation pad to hand. Um, this this section is is it's huge. Um, it's quite weighty. Um, when I tried playing Beat Saber, for example, the day after, I I felt it in my arms. I mean, if you want to use it as a workout, then it, it's more weight than a typical controller. Um, playing shooters in there is just a no, big just a big no. Yeah, I was gonna say, when when I tried it, the whole the occlusion on it is ridiculous. Like yeah, as soon as the, the controller crosses over, the one just flies off. The rear the rear controller covers the front controller, yeah. but then the rear controller is out of view because you've got it up to your face to aim. So ultimately, now admittedly, it didn't drift; it just didn't go where I pointed it. <laughs> so I'm trying to aim, and I'm just like trying to aim this thing and it's just like eh, shooters is a no uh doesn't go well but pistol whipped i mean you've got one control it would have been fantastic for tower tag i wish i cracked it out for tower tag last week 
Mm. Because um, it would have been fine for that. I thought it was two guns or two-handed, in which case uh, okay. it was, like, was going to be useless. Knowing If I'd have known it was one gun, I would have used it for tower tag, definitely. Um, it's, it's got... Is, is I mean, that, it's got sorry, is that because you would want to use the headset or just so you could say you tried it with something else? I, so... It's probably got the best resolution of all the headsets in this room. Okay. Um, so it's got that going for it. Mm -hmm. Basically, when we do the Sunday Night Assetto, I am going to be in the Cosmos. Okay. Because it's going to be perfect for that. It'll be perfect for Elite Dangerous. Uh, Tetris Effect, fantastic. I played Half-Life Alex in there, and I, when I'm doing the Gnome achievement, I will probably do that in the Cosmos. Okay. The batteries are... Well, it came with a set of batteries, and I mean, not to knock the previous owner, but they're, they're um, Toshiba batteries, I think. Okay. You know the kind of ones you think, right, that came from a pound store, like 10? Yeah, yeah, Toshiba. Um, and... I've not had to change them, and I've used it for over two hours. So this thing has got a two-hour battery life. With these cheap batteries, they must have done something. Okay. And those so, those batteries probably aren't brand new either. They were probably used a bit beforehand. They were not brand new batteries. Yeah. So I, I think they've certainly done something to improve the battery life. Um, one of the things I did notice when I put the headset on, it was actually incredibly comfortable. I mean, that head strap... It's basically a, a halo das. Uh huh. This thing. So it's it it did certainly go um, well for that. But the moment you put it on, you kind of notice that the FOV is crazy small. Like never ever have I put on a headset and noticed the eye holes when I'm wearing it. Oh. It was just a big big, big black outline around it. And I was like, this is crazy how Does small the FOB. Push it onto your face? Because I've heard people, so, as it can flip up, I've heard it never really rests properly on your face. So this is the face cushion that comes with the Cosmos. Okay. It's very, very spongy, very, very thick. So the first thing I did was grab one of my old Rift ones, which is about this thick, and put that on there, and instant FOV improvement. But then I found it, the weight was distributed weirdly, and it was squeezing me in strange places. So I then found an old Quest one, uh, a Quest VR cover, and tried that one, and that one actually went perfectly. So I thought, ah, oh, fantastic. Okay, I know VR cover is reliable. So I went to VR Cover to buy their offering for the Cosmos. They don't have one. <laughs> Nobody has one. Um, I looked into it. HTC, I actually forgot to mention this in the video. HTC do to a lower profile cushion for 60 quid. Six. So to improve the FOV <laughs> for a set of cushions, it's 60 quid. A set of cushions? Yeah, so, I mean, this is basically, do you know how the usual, your facial interface, it's like a, oh, yeah, 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 whatever yeah. shape. Yeah. This one comes in two parts. So this is, this is one, this is the left side. So okay. that makes it like so. And then you've got the bigger cushion there that comes with the halo. 
Uh-huh. So it comes in mm-hmm. two parts. And for, for smaller, lower profile of these, is £60. And how many of them do you get? You, you just get one one set of these. So you'll get a left and a right side, and that's it for 60 quid. It's it's pricey. It's it's mm-hmm. pricey. But that's that seems to be the cosmos all over. And so me it's having one pricey. in my, when I've had one in my hands and tried it, I thought the build quality for the the side of the head strap when you pull it out, I thought it's like it's dead flimsy, you can move it like crazy. Thing is the DAS mod is the the, 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 the DAS mod. The, the deluxe audio strap is the same. Yeah. Never seen it. Yeah, it's like very oh, thin metal. What what yeah, you're referring just, to? That's just is, like pure plastic, though, isn't it? So is this bit here? Yeah. And it's yeah, it it does. Flex. Yeah, the DAS mod, the DAS was the same. Yeah, the deluxe audio strap is exactly the same. The the side sections are essentially made of it's plastic. I'm confident that it's plastic. Yeah. Okay, because on the um, DAS it was metal. Is it? I think so. I'm trying to think my question to hand. Is it might be metal inside the plastic? Could be. Possibly. Uh, but yeah, so that's as far as like build quality goes, I, it's a pretty sturdy old girl, I pretty I think. Um I'd say the audio solution much better than what Oculus is putting out at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, I mean I've not even heard a Rift S, but I've heard a quest. And that's that is way better. Mm-hmm. The microphone on it is beyond garbage it's terrible <laughs> I, is that i mean you guys are htc veterans no, that's, that's a that HTC thing. that's yeah. a standard thing right yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah that's... so the microphone and i was just like wow because what i did i thought oh, do you know what i'll do i'll sit there i'll record the good evening i'm dr oculus on every headset okay and i did it on the rift first then i did it on the quest using a quest link and then i did it on the cosmos and i was like Holy crap, that's bad. That is I, really, really bad. Go, when when we're all done here, if you go to my channel and go to some of the really early days when I was okay. only using the Vive, or the Vive Pro mic, good God, I look at it now and I'm like, oh God, how did I let this get in the public eye sort of thing? It's dreadful. I'm assuming it's this hole here Cor- underneath the nose. Yep, yep, that's where it'll be. Like, because it will pick up every breath you make. Yep. Every time you breathe, it will pick everything up. It will pick up any slight noise in front of you. If you in, inhale and exhale anything. And it also... I with the pop. Like, yeah. I, I ended up... Like, yeah. I ended up sticking a plaster over my microphone hole as a pop filter. I remember you had... I remember you had the Merkin at one point over yep, the, yep, the note I, I literally took like this. I, I got a spare of these covers for the mic, yeah? So I literally cut one and then just stuck it over the middle of the mic um, to try and keep it all done. It looked like it had a Hitler moustache. And I did that for the Vive and the Vive Pro. And now I use the mod mic instead because it's just easier. And it sounds much better. The mod mic actually sounds incredible for what it is. I'm really impressed with it. Um, but yeah, so it's, I mean, I so if I you were, find no no you'll you'll be good with that. Trust Ow. me, you'll like that. 
Um, okay. If... So you got this at a vastly reduced price. Yeah? Which is fine. Would you say that you would purchase no. it at... Okay, fine. No. <laughs> no. I, don't, you, I don't even have to answer, finish that question. I didn't think it would be. Um, it's... Um, I, I can't... <laughs> I mean, we, we've said all of this before. I can't figure out who that headset is for because it's not for anybody with eyes or a brain. <laughs> so... But you think for sim racing, it's fine? That does exclude some people. <laughs> it does. Um, I mean, yeah, so I, I've yet to test it with a cell. I want to. I've yet to do it. Okay. Um, but if if it doesn't involve controls, like controllers, <laughs> I'm confident it will be fine. I will be watching all so, of my movies in my Cosmos. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I honestly... I'm not one of these people that can rattle off the stats for you. I don't know if it's the same as the Vive I, Pro. I think it has the same as the Vive Pro. I think it's 1440 yeah, by 9, 1900. That's, that's what I've got in my head. Per eye. I don't know if the Quest um, has similar resolution. I don't know. But I, think it's I less. feel like that has got a better resolution. Hmm. The Quest has certainly got a lower refresh rate. What's the colour like um, on the panel? It... Everything inside the headset looks fantastic. Okay. It does. I God enjoyed race. the look of what I was looking at. Um, well, the sweet spot is the size of a rabbit turd. Okay. So, Next it's... Yeah, 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 it, it's small. Uh, the very first thing I noticed was that you could really see the, the curves on the, the the rings on the lenses. Okay, uh, so, so it's got for it now lenses. a minute to... It takes a minute to sort of dial that in to find it where it's comfortable and in a good spot. I, I suppose the minute can... the minute you flip that up and put it down, you have to do that all over again. A little bit, yeah. It's okay. one of those things that I've... So uh, the more and more I use it, the more and more you kind of get to the point where you can chuck it on your face and it's better. Okay. Like the first time you go on there, it takes three minutes to find it. The second time, it takes two. Okay. And then eventually, I imagine you'll get it down to a good solid fifty seconds. Okay. Um, you know, I I can't help. Surely it's got the same setup as a, a Vive. Like, why would they mess with that? No, it's probably a Vive Pro actually. Yeah, like I, I surely, but I don't remember having that kind of issue with your Vive Pro. Mm. Needless to say, I bought a Gear VR last week. <laughs> <laughs> and I may or may not be ragging the lenses out of it. Okay. The problem is that when I got the Gear VR, I then put my phone in there. Turns out S9 Plus fits perfectly. doesn't have to be an S7. And it actually runs a lot better than any other VR mobile phone headset I've ever tried. Yeah. So now I'm just like... I kind of want to keep it as a Gear VR. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's sort of where I land on it. Like I say, I've got an in-depth look at it tomorrow uh, coming out on the channel. So, if you I'm are curious. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah I'm genuinely intrigued, considering we but spent, any, like, 30% yeah. of our podcast bitching about HTC like this. 
the worst part is I don't think there's much new. No. I think we pretty much nailed it the first time around. I, I don't think... It, if anything, it is slightly better than I had heard it was. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just down to, um, you know, HTC's minions working on it in the background. Because when I got it, because obviously the previous owner had used it, um, but when I got it, it needed a firmware update. Straight out of the box. Which is like, ex- expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How often they come, I don't know. I'm just waiting for Dr. Oculus' video, this in-depth one, just to be, just to cut off everything you said in the podcast. Just, <laughs> just, just cut to the, He's recording <laughs> this well, now and just going to cut it. Yeah, we have a no question from... We know it's dead. <laughs> oh, dear. So, okay, no, I'm, yeah. I'm genuinely intrigued by this video. I yeah. Genuinely. Um, not that I'm not intrigued by all the videos Doctor does, but this one in particular is something I'm quite intrigued to listen to. Okay. 350 quid? I wouldn't blame somebody for buying it. For 350 quid, it's like, well, you could have spent £50 extra and got an Oculus Rift S, um, but I understand why you bought that. But that... for 700 quid? I, I don't know why you would. No. I, mean, I, I don't know why you bought it, but I'm glad you did so that we can find out. I'm going. <laughs> I know, but still. I was I was curious. I know that's fine. I mean, and your your loss is everyone else's gain. Let's put it that way, shall we? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's a public service. If the controllers are the biggest downer, it sounds like a good headset, maybe for what you said, driving and space yeah. flight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll, we'll see, I guess. I, if it's, I if... the last time we'll hear about this headset. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it's got the same panel in it as the um, Vive Pro, then your blacks are going to look black, the colour's going to look good. Um, so for driving in uh, Elite Dangerous and stuff like that, it's it's, it's going to work and it's going to be fine. It makes me want to install Elite Dangerous again. I'm sure it's LCD, right? Uh, I believe it is, yes. It's not Ellie, uh, OLED. Oh. Okay. Because um, the Oculus CV1 was OLED, wasn't it? Yes. And then this Rift S is LCD. Hmm. Yes. The original Vive was also OLED. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the only headsets now with OLED pretty much is the HP Revive. Reverb. Pimax do OLED version as well. Oh, Pimax is... Oh, they have... Both, okay. Which, actually, speaking of the reverb, um, since we last had a podcast, didn't they announce a new one of those? Yes, they have the G2, I think it is. I'd be honest, I've not really paid much attention to it. Um, Who has? It was... So, it was always one of those headsets that everybody said it's a fantastic headset. But then it's got those weird WMR freaking controllers. To yes, so... that was the thing. They're all WMR, so it's kind of like everyone kind of moves away when they hear the WMR thing, um, or at least people who know about it. But we've had a couple of announcements, haven't we, of different headsets recently? There was there's the Reverb. There was another one. Um, no, I think there was another two, but I can only remember one of them, and I can't even remember what that is. Exospace, that's it. Exospace. It's this 
5G headset and social space thing. It's basically supposed to be like its own yeah. incorporated thing that does... And I, I couldn't quite understand looking at what it was. No, when I looked at it, I thought, is this just like a social headset? Yeah. Like, we don't need it. Why not just buy a Quest and have the social and the games? Like, yeah, and it's kind of like... Because this one is five, it's five G, which is built in, which is okay, that's good, but you can't play anything on Steam VR or Oculus on it. So well, that's just going to give you coronavirus, isn't it? Well, it's I don't, basically it's you can all, it's got its own social space app, and that's it from what I could tell. And I'm like. The previous HTC founder, co-founder, um, mm. so he went off and started his own startup. So he left obviously because he saw the state of the cosmos and then went, "I can top that," like this, and then hold my beer, and then created a VR headset that can only do its own thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's really I assume normal. he wants the grant for it then, if he used to work very. Probably. Hopefully someone we know will get given one and you'll be able to buy it for next to nothing soon. Um, so <laughs> this, that'll be good. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. The the reverb is like, apparently the panel and it's really nice. Um, and the reverb always was really nice. And everyone like, oh, it's a top-of-the-line headset. But it's WMR, which means no in my book. And, uh, like, from what I've read about it, the controllers, this, obviously, because they're the same, mm. using the same lighting type thing. The battery life is about two and a half hours. Excellent. And batteries as well. Two two batteries per controller. Okay, they're probably quite heavy as well, then, aren't they? These things were an absolute ton, which I do put down quite a lot to being two batteries. And then also, this this top section feels like it's got a lot of heft to it. What what's the know. balance like on them? Um. It's actually not too bad when you put it in the, the appropriate hand. Okay. I don't understand why it needed stupid tribal tattoos. Um, um, I don't uh, excuse me. There is nothing stupid about tribal tattoos. But there is. <laughs> the, only, the only way that you could make that tattoo any worse <laughs> is if you was to put it above your arse. Oh. Just put it as a tramp stamp tribal tattoo. I, I you thought you were about. I thought that you were about to say the only way you can make that worse is if you cut yourself a mohawk and dyed your hair purple. Is what I thought you were going to well, say. No. <laughs> <laughs> we've been playing. We've been playing Dead Island recently. I mean, you know, the the lifeguard that's basically a convict in a red t-shirt. Yes. Um, with a massive tribal tattoo down his face. Yeah, he looks like a trustworthy um, individual. So. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, so I don't understand. I suppose it's better than docks, but I, I don't know how it helps. See, on all like, the controllers... It doesn't seem unique. Mm. See, it's like on the on the Vive um, ones, you can't see anything. There's nothing to show where thing is. It's really weird. No, it's, it's just not visual tracking. It's no, no, no. But there's, there's embedded sensors. Yeah, but on the Vive, which also wasn't visual tracking, there were dots that, that you nipples. could see. Yeah. They were they were inverse yeah, nipples, think... weren't they? They were innies rather than outies. Um, there are dimples on these, but they have a cover. 
Oh, dimpled. Sorry, I misheard you. Sure, <laughs> sorry. It might be really small. I don't know, but no, I can't. You can't even feel it if you run your finger over. It's strange. But you can see them anyway. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, with all of anymore. these, actually, do me a favor, you guys, while you've got those in your hands, just pull the trigger all the way to the end. Yeah. That's it. One thing that always bugged me about these. The trigger has a button at the end. Yeah, so you pull the trigger, then yeah. you click the button. Yeah, these That's do. That's the same on both the Rift Vive mode, or the, the Vive modes and the Index controllers. Yeah, it's the same. It's horrible. I'm used to it. I, I think hate it. I think the other one is horrible, like with no click. Yeah. Like, I try to press harder, so it's a habit. It's a My habit. entire life, I've been using triggers that have no click at the end. So, when you get to a no-click... I've got I mean, the old, you can, old school out. You can press it to, to make it make a noise, but everything, every controller I've ever used has a trigger that just stops when it stops. There is no click at the end. So... Clearly, using the vibe has had me... No, no, the question doesn't have a click, does it? No. None of them have a click. So when I got the Cosmos out and then pulled the trigger and it clicked, I was like... Maybe maybe that's why these and the Cosmos cost so much. Because to add that they click... The micro to add, because they, yeah, exactly. It's entirely possible. My, my, my original CV1 had a little nick of plastic on the, my main hand controller, which was obviously a a fault with the trigger. Right. It actually made it click, which I actually like. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, go down and like click in to like just go inside the lip and click, and then it just comes straight out straight away. So I was like, I'm keeping that, although the, it's a weird design fault on the controller. Um, <laughs> the wonderful Cold Vengeance in chat has just typed in the line, this podcast is just clickbait, <laughs> which is actually <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm prouder of him than I should be listening to that. <laughs> that sort of thing. I'm just gonna make some side notes that I checked up the specs for the HP Reverb G2. And mm -hmm. It's not actually OLED anymore. It's two LCDs. So oh. They also went for the LCD. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it's running mm. 2160 by 2160 per eye though. So <laughs> what they've had as like their selling point for the original Reverb was the pixel density. Yes. Um, and I think they're still in for that as a, a unique selling point. Yeah. Uh, okay. Also, they have the next generation of WMR tracking. They have four cameras now. Yeah. And the controllers have been redesigned. They scrapped the trackpad. So they might be... But the, the tracking ring looks... I think on the very original ones, which I use, they had the trackpad and analog. Yes, they have both. There's like weird, two little weird ones, like fitting on the controller. It's old. Yeah. So the the new, at least the ones HP ship with this headset has no trackpad, which the Cosmos also is the stick only, right? Yeah, it's stick only. So it's it's basically like the Oculus controllers, but then. With an extra button up here. Yeah, your bumper I, button. It's got a bumper button, isn't it? Yeah, like the PlayStation. I I, 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 I,
<laughs> yeah, it literally, like, the thing is, because no other headset has it, nobody actually implements it. On the few occasions when I pressed it by accident, I realized it does exactly the same thing as the trigger. Mm -hmm. So, realistically, yeah, you could just assign that to doing your screenshots or, you know, whatever you want, because it's just pointless. Does, mm, okay, it's very strange. Oh, dear. Bold's having fun with his green screen again. Okay, fine. Uh, earlier today... There was the Upload VR Showcase Summer 2020 mm -hmm. edition. Um, I didn't yeah. see all of this. Tell me what happened. Um, they announced a bunch of stuff. So, mm -hmm. I mean, one of the things, this is this is probably where we're going to really get up. Um, they basically chatted about the roadmap of Pistol Whip. Ooh. Um, so you said that you tried to play the new level the other day, but then it wasn't there. Correct. Um, they basically pulled it because of all of the situation going on all over the world. And, okay, makes uh, sense. How people are sick of being killed for having the weird skin that they do. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so basically they, they pulled the update and then they've released it today. Ooh, so right, if you okay. want to go and yeah, right, so that's it. Podcast over. Bye, Buck. Um, yeah, if if you want to um, to get that download, instantly do. Um, it's called the Religion Update, and yes, they've the got like a five-minute marathon track on there. I believe. Oh God. Yeah, it's it's really good. So that's going to be interesting for you. Uh, then they chatted about how they've got a massive update coming towards the end of the year called the Heartbreaker, Heartbeat, yeah. what is it called? Heartbreaker. The Heartbreaker, Heartbreaker update. Yeah. Heartbreaker Triology. Yeah. Yes, where they plan on releasing three slightly more low-key. More relaxing. Uh, it's, yeah. it's more happy. Uh, it's not like, you know, EDM. It's more like... You know, normal pop music, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. More happy stuff, I guess. I don't know. If you want to know more than the you know garbage that we're spouting right now, you can hop into their Discord, and I do believe they have a room dedicated to their roadmap. It's coming um, to PlayStation on the 28th of July, wasn't it? I think. That Wait, was the third announcement, yeah. Pistol Web has a Discord? How do I not know about these things? I'm terrible. Oh, of course, like yeah. It. No, no, I've, I've, yeah, I think I'm already on Cloudhead. I thought it was just a in normal pistol whip one. Okay, yeah. fine. Okay, so we've got more. Is that going to be paid content or is that going to be free no, updates? I understand. I, I don't know because from the way they're talking, I think the religion update they were saying was the last. That's um, what I read. Oh. Yeah, was religion like was going to be the last then, free update, and then it's going to be paid DLC. Yeah. Which, to be honest, so I'm, not like I'm not against. I'm not against that because, to be honest, we've got what 15 tracks now in mm -hmm. Pistol Whip, which doesn't sound a lot, but it is. Um, the, the scenes are so different. It's like the whole yeah. everything. It's just not just a, a beat map, it's a whole level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they've done really And also you've got three different levels of difficulty and all the modifiers as well. Mm -hmm. I believe there's new weapon pack as well with this one. So you can there actually... Is, yeah. yeah. So you I can choose different weapons. Yes. They've Yeah, they basically 
uh, doing the whole John Wick thing, and then I believe they're also talking about uh, two new modifiers as well. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what they are. Yeah. New modifiers in. Okay. So that's certainly going to keep you entertained for another day or so. Uh, announced the Consurge, which is a big update, but they had didn't Yes. Have yeah, they no. Might be available later. Well, another uh, yeah, pistol whip one. Sorry. It, it's yeah, it's like um, John Wick inspired that one, isn't it? The concierge. Concierge. Oh, okay, um, so that'll be based on the hotel, I'm guessing. Probably, yeah. yeah. So that's going to bring uh, new things to it as well. The continent. You are also a fan of Firewall. Yes. Uh, the devs behind Firewall did also show some of Solaris, I believe. Which is their PC one, isn't it? Yeah, but what um, I found, I've wrote down Solaris. a few interesting points I noticed on this. Ooh. Solaris of World Combat. Oculus yeah. and PlayStation VR. No mention of Steam VR. Nope. So mm. the, what I saw was it's coming to Oculus Rift and Quest yeah. and then PSVR later. Yeah. And there was no sign of the Steam logo at all. Revive so is a thing. That's what I wrote down as my note, Revive, with a question mark. And it also said in this thing, and I don't know whether they've said they're going to do more than one game mode, because I think that's what holds Firewall back massively. But in the tra- in this gameplay trailer, it was like one game mode, and I thought, capture like holding a point, and I thought, please mm. don't say you're going to make the same mistake of putting one game mode in. Well, you see, I think the only thing that keeps Firewall alive is that it's the best first-person shooter that uses the aim controller. Yeah. So when they try and do something like that on the PC, it's going to be like, why would I do this when... The only thing, if they can get it out quick enough, it's going to be the best first-person shooter on the quest. Yeah. That's the only thing that will keep that alive. And then the moment things like contractors... Pavlov and Onward, which was also announced um, on this, as soon as they start coming out, then what have they got to offer that's not going to be bettered by people that have been doing it on the PC, doing it well, and have a lot more behind them in the mm-hmm. sense of this is essentially a new IP, whereas the likes of Pavlov, you're onward, they've got maps, they've been developing this for years. Onward's been in early access for the last three, four years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they've got a lot behind them, and just porting that over to the Quest, they're already going to have a massive head start on them. Mm. So, unless Solaris is either going to be free to play or bring something really special to the table, I don't unfortunately think they're going to have the same sort of success they're looking at with firewall which let's face it when that first came out that was kind of leprosy anyway because the servers were just so it it was so broken for a while yeah um it was so so broken the week i bought it (laughs) i spent three hours trying to get into a game i've had great evenings playing firewall with you guys but Without the aim controller, no, I probably wouldn't be my monkeys about that. So, yeah, hopefully, that, that does a little bit more, but I don't yeah. know. If, if Oculus are backing them, then they might do better. Yeah, so what else yeah. do we have? Is there something um, we've played, so... played on the game night and they've announced updates? Space team. 
one there. Okay. And I was very pleased when I saw that. I oh, they're adding new consoles. I actually wrote this down for you. They're adding new consoles, and they're also putting mixed reality supporting. Oh, okay. So, yeah. They, they, I mean, what I, the, the videos they showed, that was mixed reality, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that was that was pretty yeah, good. Like, you know, it's going to be mixed reality, and then new consoles. I'm certainly eager to try them out. They have that freaking where you have to guide. Yeah, I get that a hoop over a wire. Oh god! They added that to it and a xylophone. I don't know what you're going to do with that. If it's just like a do 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 with a xylophone, I don't know. Um. So yeah, they've they've added uh, an update for that one. Uh, the Walking Dead update that we touched on earlier. Looks like uh, they were. Well, it looked like they were playing on a quest, to be honest. It's like a score based wave mode, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, they were basically killing things for points. And that's what I was doing. My actually wrote that down. I hope they allow you to turn that freaking point scoring off in game. Because when you get a big, <laughs> big like 15 headshot, I thought, I don't want to show big red labels. Yeah, big red labels. You can even turn that off in Pistol Whip. So, yeah, Pistol Whip are doing things right. Mm. So, who knows? Uh, Panther VR, that Kickstarter game that I've backed and I've still yet to play, that's apparently now available in early access to the world on Steam. Steam, yeah. Okay. So, if you do want to try that, you didn't get in on the Kickstarter, by all means, you can do that. I think it's about 18 quid. Is that the one that is basically supposed to be kind of Espire 1 ish? Is that right? Metal Gear Solid VR. It's by a one ish. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but it looks a little bit more cartoony. Yeah, they even did like. It's closer to. to at the end, in there. The yeah, a lot closer to Team Fortress than it is to Metal Gear, sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. What else? It, but my payment failed, so and I missed that, so, so I lost my pledge. <laughs> Fifteen. Fifteen pounds <laughs> forty-nine for Panther VR. Oh, it's not too shabby. Is that with a 10% discount? Uh, that's early access. Yes, that is. No, that's not. That's not with any discount oh. at all. So 15.50. I'm, I'm going to try that out. In fact, I probably will try it out this week, hopefully. Okay. Uh, if I can get that recorded and edited and put all by Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's something I'll do. Maybe I'll do it in the, the problem child. We'll see. Um, do you know what the style of it, the, the start Sorry, the style of Panther VR as in the art style, reminds me very much of Time Splitters. Yeah. Yes. yes. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Certainly yeah. see that in there. Uh, mm. Phantom Covert Ops, the, um, the SBS game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, was, that was talked about quite a lot. I'm assuming they're very, very close now. Uh, but that looks like that's going to be big on Oculus. Didn't see much about Steam. No, that's I, the an Oculus, Oculus Studios exclusive. Um, there you go. So, I'll be honest, I've not yeah. been impressed by that when I've seen it. it look, don't get me wrong, it looks very nice, that it doesn't look fun. I mean, I'm, you're just kayaking about and sniping people, aren't you? Yeah. Shooting lights and being sneaky. Yeah, it just doesn't look fun to me. We'll have to see. I'll try it, don't get me wrong, but uh, yeah, for some reason there's something about it I'm kind of like, mm, not sure. But we'll see. I wrote down uh, trial trial of ten, or trial by ten. Trial of ten, uh, yeah. The um, that's the people that who made Twilight Path, Farm and Farm. Form. They're Ooh. called charm games, 
and yeah. I really enjoy that absolutely game. Absolutely awesome. It's I like, think I own one of those games. Yeah. Form is excellent. In this end, Garden World. This puzzle new... games. It's yeah, it's like a puzzle game set in. I think it's a Twilight Path, though, isn't it? Like, because it's like, like um, yeah, I love the same form. universe. I really like Form. And then I went at Twilight mm. Path, and they didn't do much new with the puzzles, which was the only thing that I was like. Let down by a bit. Oh, okay. Because I've not played. Like I've got Twilight Path, but I've never played it. But form, I've played, and I really, yeah, I really liked form. I actually don't think I own either of those. I know they're on my wish list, but I never, never got around to buying them. Okay. So you recommend form over Twilight Path then, or just go Twilight Path and skip form? I would say it's a I think. Stylistically, they're fairly different. Yeah. Um, form is more okay. abstract. Twilight Path is more, you know, a world. Um, I'd say they're pretty... I, I, I couldn't pick, like, a favorite, probably. But then... It, it, they might be similar. I don't know. There was a, a big time span between me playing the two, so I didn't actually think about that. <laughs> Mm. I thought I the puzzles were quite similar, and that's the only thing that I was like, oh, I wish you'd done a bit more with it. Okay. A lot of bit more with the puzzles. I'll be getting trial by saying the. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Anyway. What else, guys? Come on, uh, feed me, feed me. What else we got? And there's a bunch of stuff announced for the Oculus Quest. Gravity Lab, uh, that's coming to the Oculus Quest. Looked fine, but I honestly wasn't convinced those screenshots were taken on the Quest. In death, um, in death oh, is coming to Quest. Trover saves the universe is coming to Quest this week. Okay. Um, vacation Sim is back. Yeah, I didn't know if that was like a, an in-between, if that's DLC, if that was an entirely new game. It was basically called Vacation Sim Back to Job. Yeah, it's for free up so, there. Every version. It's like you were working at a resort. You were in between. Um, okay. Those games, they always just seem to have like four different things that you do in six different environments, and that seemed to be about it to me. <laughs> I've not played it that much, but there you go. Uh, Vertigo Games. Uh, Vertigo Games certainly had quite a lot to show. There was traffic jams, um, which I honestly didn't see a great deal of because I was a little busy at the time. Um, but then they also announced a arcade-only game called Ghost Patrol, which looked quite good. And there's a few others that I saw the Vertigo Games logo on, and I can't remember what they were. Ghost Patrol was one of the few co-op games announced. It's a shame it's arcade-only. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know that Traffic Jams has got couch co-op, hasn't it? So people can join on a phone and... Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. right, yeah. It, you're directing traffic? Yeah. Directing traffic. You're directing traffic in VR, but the people who do it on the phone can like make a car move. Attack you with meteors. Attack you with meteors and things like this to try and make your. I vaguely remember seeing the Resolution Games logo as well. Was that them as well? Have I got the studios mixed up? Resolution Games. What that? They did announce. They're the people that did that Squirrel game. Yeah, they didn't know to swing like that. Archon. Which was one person in VR and then other people on phones. That was fun. So that I'm, was really good. 
I've, I've got it and I've never played it because I've never had, you know, squirrels. Okay. Maybe can... that's one thing we do one time. I can get you three to try and kill me. Um, so that's something else. Oh, uh, In Death, a game I absolutely love is also coming to the quest. It's called yep. In Death, roaming around something or other. I think I can't remember what it's called. But yeah, so that's that's a great game. I absolutely love In Death. Fell in love with it on the PlayStation. Was gifted the PC version by Paradise and K. I want to say big shout out to PD, by the way. Um, he also hooked me up with a um, the Vive, not a Vive, a Vive port code. So I now have Vive port. So the list, the, you know, the Battle Wake and stuff, Mm-hmm. You can now add that okay. to the list because I can play that with you guys. Nice. Um, so, yeah, In Death uh, Unchained, that's what it's called, is coming to the quest. I will probably try and play that. Did anybody play Vertigo? Yes. Yes. Yeah, Big fan? Because uh, you're getting a remastered update for free. Ooh. Yeah, Zulubo is uh, remastering it. Uh, with the Vertigo 2 graphics, so it's all, yep. all polished and nice. Oh, okay. I played a Vertigo 2 demo without playing Vertigo, and it actually convinced me to go and buy Vertigo, but I've never played it after buying it. <laughs> I seem to remember I saw it cheap somewhere and bought it recently, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that one as well. Um, get the remaster for free, apparently? Wait for the apparently, remaster. yeah. So I might just wait for the remaster. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, there we go. I have. I've got Vertigo, so... Uh, yeah, that's getting a remaster. They showed a bit more lo-fi, which, well, let's face it, I've backed on Kickstarter and never played it. Anyway, when it was showing it, like, got new footage of lo-fi, I was like, was the dog only the new footage? Because I'd seen them walk down. <laughs> that's the, the thing I found with it. It's like, here's some new stuff. And you're like, which pixel? Because I'm not sure what's yeah. different to what I saw last time. Um, it's a horrible I thing down to say. Lawn, lawn, or lawn, whatever it was. Yeah, how do you feel about lawn? So it looks. Uh, I, I can't. It, apparently, it is like a story-driven game, mm-hmm. but everything looked like it was just a set-piece uh, fighting game. It's think like a, a cyberpunk ninja sort of thing. Yeah. So you had a sword so the and a shield. Like, it's a bit like I thought. It was a, looked a bit like they were doing a similar thing to Walking Dead. Like you can grab them and chop their heads off, or grab them and chop their legs off. My impression was that it's a Half-Life Alex clone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There were so many oh, familiar wait, wait, wait. When they picked up the thing at the end, the little vial at the end was showing the... the and they have, like... Yeah, you can't remember exactly what the things were, like, but... Isn't it, you've got, like, you put your hand out in order to, like, grab stuff and bring it to your hand. Saying, if I can point to something and just whip it to me with a flick of the wrist, I'm in. I fucking love that mechanic. Every game should have it. I don't want force grab anymore. I want to flick it to me like Half-Life. Um, so, yes, that, that was I was on the fence about that one. I honestly don't know how I feel. I want to wait for more to be said about it before. An interesting yeah. thing is that the studio listed for loan is Six Sense Studios. Yes. I got that down. Behind the controllers. Um, six has six and stem that was refunded after half a decade of delays. <laughs> <laughs> I think this might be one of the projects that were meant to be a showcase for that controller, but it's now just I think they spun off the software develop- development to yeah, right, okay, company. Yeah, that's interesting that it's actually coming out. We saw Blast On. Um, which basically looks a lot like that 1v1 that sword was, game. That was a Resolution Studios game. 
that was the resolution one, right? Um, yeah, that's what's that? Iron lights, iron lights. It looks a lot like iron lights, but with guns and no slow motion. So you are basically, it's kind of like a space team in that you're sort of sat there and you've got potential weapons around you. And it's like three, two, one, go. And then in rock, paper, scissors style, you sort of grab a gun and shoot somebody. And then depending on what you went for, like you can grab a shield and deflect their shotgun bullets or something. And, you know, it, it, it sort of seems like that. So it seems like it could be pretty quick. Um, but I don't know if it's going to have a massive life with that sort no. of uh, gameplay mechanics. I may, people might love it. I don't know if it could be like a, in the same room, ha ha ha, oh, you got, you got me, but then... The if you're in the killer player type, you'll love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, what else was there? Oh, Zim will be pleased. Um, there is a new... So the dev who made Dread Holes... Yeah, sure. Uh, what's his name? Cosmophobia. Uh, he's come up with Cosmophobia, which is basically like dread holes in space by all accounts. Mm -hmm. um, oh. So, yeah. <laughs> this is my so own. He's love that. Yeah. No, he'll be a big Definitely. fan. Yeah. Um, what did you. I, I wasn't paying as much attention as what I could have been. So, what did you guys pick up about Area Man? Or Area Man Lives? I don't know. It was just like a. Let's take a telephone call. I thought I didn't understand it at all. Like, and the call around, like, like, oh, that's five nights. Looked like a job simulator clone, but it's like a mystery. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're talking to people over the radio. Like you literally talk mm -hmm. by all accounts. So I don't, I don't, I don't know what to think about that. Well, no, I'm going to keep an eye on it, but it's not coming out for another year anyway. So sorry. Um, Star Shaman. No, I didn't really look at it at all. I thought, I don't know. I, I looked at that and thought, is this a cheese dream? What's going on? Um, fast travel with Air with Alone in the Dark. Which, um, you know, on one hand, I'm like, God damn, I love fast travel. On the other hand, it's Alone in the Dark. I don't... Is I, it new Alone in the Dark or is it original Alone in the Dark? Because they are very different. Well, I don't know. I okay. don't know which universe... I feel like it's the old school one. Which is good. Old school ones were yeah, good but, games. Yeah, but then they're also scary. And when you add VR to it... Which game are we talking about now? The fast this travel. is Alone in the Dark by Fast Travel. No, no, no. That's, that's a darkness. Based on darkness. The darkness. Yeah, it's not Isn't Alone it, in the Dark. It's grave something in it. I thought it was Alone, it was alone yeah. in the Dark. Isn't it the darkness universe? Based on the darkness, not... as in the guy that is he a Native American dude that's got like no. freaking minions that pay on things? No. No, he was American that. Italian, um, because he was part of the mafia in those comic books. All oh, right, oh, yeah, of course. It's like the world of darkness, not like the darkness. Okay, okay. oh, the world of oh, that's like um, uh, a DD type yeah. thing, isn't it? It's is that right? Yeah, it's a role playing game, game thing, yeah. Oh, I saw a video for this on Twitter the other day. Yeah, it's about, yeah. like, the Wraith. Yeah. So, you know, on one hand, like I say, fast travel games, yeah. I, I like their games. On the other hand, it's going to be terrifying. Yeah. That's quite a so switch from their last one. Yeah, you go from the, the curious tale of the stolen pets to... To absolute horror. <laughs> It's, I think it's it'll, crazy. 
it's one that I'll I'll probably put it on. See the big ray thing for the first time, and it's like uh, that's enough for me now. <laughs> I might mm-hmm. try and sack up and play it. I got through Wilson's heart, so I can get through that, right? We'll we'll see. Uh, we'll see if they still like me after my previous interaction with them. Uh, <laughs> right, The Walking Dead onslaught. So I quite in the you know early days got actually a little bit confused. It turns out there was two Walking Dead games. All I really did for um, Norman Reedus go. I finished my voice acting. <laughs> yeah, so Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus is actually laid down voice for The Walking Dead onslaught. Okay. Um, uh, they didn't announce a, a date. That is a co-op. Walking yeah. Dead game by oh, Serbia. Uh, so this that, is going to be very arcadey. Yeah. There's another one too, but that's one of the games I'm the most excited for. Okay. You hear co-op, you hear Servios, and you think, all right, yeah, I'm in. Which so, really, Servios do yeah. not make bad games. I can't think... I've not played Electronaut, so I can't comment on that. But everything well, that they've made... No, but everything that they've made, I have enjoyed that I've played. Everything. I hated Sprint Vector. See, I don't. I quite like Sprint Vector, but I can't play it for very long. <laughs> I had a very small play space, and like you, I'm very unfit. So when I was in that situation, I was like, I can't turn <laughs> to actually run in a different direction. And in the end, I was just like, fuck this game. I, I wasn't a fan. I was glad. But then again, most Servier stuff is designed for arcades because they own them. I could list the games I found interesting that we haven't mentioned yet because time is running out. Yeah. Uh, Paper Beast is coming to PC. Looking forward to that. Uh, weird creature. I don't thing. Want to have I had no idea what it was. <laughs> it's just Paul's it's World of Confusion episode that was, wasn't it? <laughs> Gambit is a new co-op game by the people that made Zero Caliber and Apex Cybernetic. Uh, okay. No yeah. real details, but co-op shooter. I'm in. Stride is a VR parkour game. You jump between buildings and stuff. Yeah, it's like Mirror's Edge in VR, which I'm looking forward to. Oh, welcome to the motion sickness, ladies and gentlemen. That's what that will do. I'm bulletproof, it's fine. But climbing mechanics, which where you move physically along with your hands, you're basically moving, basically mm. moving the universe. It works surprisingly well, even for new users, in my experience. Okay. So we'll see. Um, last one is Gnomes and Goblins, which I played a demo for ages ago. Appears to finally be coming out. Oh, so, I know Zim's so a big fan gnomes, of that. Gnomes and Goblins is actually created by Iron Man director mm-hmm. uh, John Favreau. Yes, and the character in that is actually the inspiration for Baby Yoda. Yep. So Baby Yoda was made by virtual reality. Everybody, just so you know. Interesting. Uh, That sounded really sarcastic. I didn't mean it to. Sorry. (laughs) Um, I I sort of caught uh, the back end of a trailer for something called The Rig, like a murder mystery. I didn't see much, but my wife was looking over my shoulders like, oh, play that. So I don't know. Okay. I think you want to play it, so it must be good. I know it was a showcase, but most of it was like, he's a trailer that the team's that are on there here now released themselves a few days ago and then it was like, watch out for a gameplay trailer coming in August. Oh, okay. Yay. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was it seemed to be really short with a lot of stuff in it. Mm-hmm. So it's sometimes good though, rather than sort of like yeah. 
My okay. problem was that I was trying to do so many different things at once. I, I'm, I'm not proud to admit what I was doing, but um, yeah, many different things at once. So I was only sort of halfway paying attention. Okay, but the video, there's a VOD, isn't there? So we can all go back and have a look. There will be a VOD, yeah. Okay. Um, if you want to see it, or you can always head to the Upload VR website if you want to go straight to the source. Okay. My biggest, biggest, biggest disappointment from it all was it was sponsored by Polyarch and we didn't get Book 2 from Moss. No Moss. <laughs> Nothing to do with Moss 2. Like it's sponsored I was by like, oh, here, come on. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, we all know that Moss 2 is coming. Yeah, they've already said so that. So why no. not just... Why not just stick a two on the end of those those little in between cut things that they had? Mm-hmm. Stick a freaking two on the end. Just, just that's all, all they needed to do was just fade into moss, just the the logo, and then just fade a two in at the end and just leave that. That yeah, do we know it's coming. That's all they needed to do. But they that's, showed footage of Quill killing bugs. And that's actually what. Have you heard the story about the pitch for Aliens that James Cameron did? So to get it, you know, you had to pitch this year. So we went up to the board in the room and wrote alien. And then at the end just wrote an S and then drew the dollar lines through it. And that was apparently how he got to make aliens, <laughs> which I think is pretty good. So, yeah, Fair it's enough. good. Right. Yeah, it will do. Right. I think that's enough. Don't you, ladies and gentlemen? I think we should plenty there. We should wrap up for today. Um, One thing we didn't mention, which outed all of these announcements today was Star Wars yesterday. Did the, so that's an EA game, right? That's not yeah. the Oculus stuff. No. That's EA um, doing five yeah, on five story mode. Squadrons, do you mean? Dog fights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Star yeah, Wars Squadrons, it's going to be incredibly arcadey. It's not going to be what we all want it to be, which is X Wing versus TIE Fighter with proper controls and hotel support. Guarantee it's going to be an expansion on what you get in Battlefront in the space things. Interestingly, for the well, they've said yes, but if you go to the Steam page, it doesn't say there is, but they have confirmed VR. So that's from the that's the the horse's mouth. They said VR. It's not yes. the VR world that's falsely reported something eighteen times. Over no, no, no. That came from them. They did. They did say it's got VR. So I am intrigued, but I what i want from that sort of game is a proper sim flight thing because i don't know you guys must have played x-wing and tie fighter back when they were done and you had to think about how to fly that ship you had to reroute your power you had to do all these other things to make it work you're you know and that's what i want that's not what i'm gonna get i guarantee it i just got that elite dangerous exists i just seen it all over all over twitter people like Yes, yes, look, it's got VR, and I'm like, I'm probably the only one who sat there thinking, meh, Star Wars. <laughs> I won't play because it it's Star Wars. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, I think what people want is essentially Rogue Squadron, just a modern-day Rogue Squadron. Probably, and, and that's what it'll be. I don't remember Rogue Squadron having power management. No, it didn't. That's what it'll be. It won't be well, Rogue School TIE Fighter or X-Wing. It'll be a new Rogue Squadron, which is fine. I kind of want that. That'll be fine. Right, are we all done? Uh, yes, we've got so much to cover this week that I didn't even bother looking at Kickstarter. Although, uh, would you watch? It might be arriving this time tomorrow. I might Ooh. actually have my vest. <laughs> so we'll see if, if we will that, keep that keep a close eye on your Twitter account to make sure that you tell everyone that Wooja has arrived. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Or um, I'll be um, on on Friday, maybe. Speaking I, I, like, of... Six months ago, I planned a video. Okay, speaking so. of the Twitter, obviously, if you want to find any of us VR souls, we're all on social media. Doc, where's the best place to find you? You can get me on YouTube uh, if you just look for Dr. Oculus VR, youtube.com slash Dr. Oculus VR, uh, or at Dr. Underscore Oculus on Twitter. You can find me there. Ball, you're up. Where can people find you? On the internet. Now go away. Okay, that's done. <laughs> Everyone knows where to find Paul because it's his channel. He's just nodding in agreement there. It's a podcast, mate. You need to speak like this sort of thing. Yeah. Go on. That's it. Fine. Get him here, thevrrealm.com. Yep. Probably. Yep, that yeah, as well. Mind me, I should really say that. It's the VR realm <laughs> everywhere, really, isn't it? And then last and also least is me, Buck3131, on Twitter and YouTube more than anything else. That, ladies and gentlemen, has been episode 10 of VR Souls. Thank you very much for coming, and we'll see you all on the next one. Bye-bye.